Hello, everyone. I hope you're well. I have an amazing guest today. Her name is Kate Reed. She's from the Bay Area, California, and she is a certified hypnobirthing childbirth educator. And she's here to teach us about hypnobirthing as an experienced labor and delivery nurse. I think she's been committed to helping women deliver babies for almost 17 years. And so she knows what methods work and what methods don't work. And I know for myself, hypnobirthing works. And so she helps women get through birth and she can do it from anywhere you're located. So if you're located in the United States or you're located in Europe or, or in India or wherever you're listening from, she is here to help you and she can do it online. She started um, hypnobirthing, the Marie Morgan Mongan method, and she is a mother and she helps women all over the world and around the United States to create calm and peaceful and amazing births using her extended experience, her personal experience, and this amazing method. So you'll learn a lot about hypnobirthing, you'll learn a lot about birthing creativity in general, and we have a really great conversation. You can find more about her at www.catherinemariebirth.com, and all of this is in the notes. If you liked this podcast, please subscribe. If you have any questions, reach out to me at www.mysticalmotherhood.com or email me at mysticalmotherhood at gmail.com. Both of my books, Mystical Motherhood and Fertile, are available on Amazon under Pritam Atma. And if you have any questions, let me know. You can find me on Instagram at mysticalmotherhood. Thanks. So everyone who's listening... Kate is an awesome labor and delivery nurse, and she's also a mother. She lives in the Bay Area, and she is a certified hypnobirthing childbirth educator. So as I was saying before, she's experienced in labor and delivery, and how many years of experience do you have, Kate? Um, About 17. 17 (laughs) years of experience of labor and delivery. How many births do you think that is? Thousands, (laughs) right? Like thousands of times of like entering this world. And so like the the experiences and the technology you hold within you is like pretty incredible. So you went on the, you went on the journey of starting your own business to become a trainer in hypnobirthing, correct? Yes. And, and where, like, why did you start that? And and what made you choose hypnobirthing? Because there's like the Bradley method and there's, there's, there's epidurals. <laughs> why? Like, why do we, why did you choose that? I mean, in my experience, I found that hypnobirthing was as successful as an epidural each time. Yeah. Um, I think what drew me to hypnobirthing when I got pregnant with my um, first baby, um, I wanted to just learn something different after working in many different hospitals and doing a lot of high risk, um, OB. Um, yeah, I just wanted something different for myself. And I had always recalled, um, it was probably my fifth delivery I had ever witnessed as a new grad. And this woman had come in and she just was really quiet, her and her partner. And she literally sat in a rocking chair for 
probably about five hours, um, just rocking away with every surge, every contraction. And um, when it came time for the birthing process, she just got in the bed, she laid on her side and within an hour, she delivered completely naturally um, in just the most calm, relaxed way. And the whole time she just seemed to be so connected with her body, with her baby. Um, and yeah, I just remember that um, so vividly. And so when I got pregnant, I kind of just recalled on that experience and I had taken care of other hypnobirthing moms um, since that. Um, so I took the class and the whole time I was in this like five week class series, I just kept thinking, man, like I would love to teach this. This just seems like so much fun and just a great way of using my knowledge with labor and delivery um, and how to help women just really believe in their bodies and discover this different way of giving birth. Um, yeah, so that's how I was, that interest sparked to teach. Um, and so after my first son was born, I took the course and um, the past year I've started uh, teaching classes. I was just talking yesterday with this woman on a podcast and we're talking about she within she. So what does that mean? It's like the whole woman within herself. And it almost reminds me exactly of, of hypnobirthing. It's like she we were talking about it as the Arabos, which is the snake that turns in on itself. And so what is a woman in like full contentment and containment is like she, she can internally go inside of herself and connect to something bigger to allow that to be birthed through her. Mm -hmm. And it's only, and, and I remember Ina May Gaskin, the only thing she like really taught me is women birth the same way they live their lives. <laughs> and when I gave birth to my first child, I was, I mean, I was screaming at, <laughs> like a blood show murdering human I mean it was a, it was so intense I think I, th I thought the police would come to the house <laughs> <laughs> and my whole family was in the front house and I'm in the back house with my husband who's like you know and I just remember like now like I, I think I would birth in I'm such a different woman now I don't think I would be so external so chaotic so screaming so I mean I it was my first pregnancy but it was also showing like where I was in my consciousness and so now I'm much more contained, I think. I mean, birth is always painful, but it was actually the second birth, it was easier, but it was because it was maybe my second, but it was such, I was so much quieter. Mm -hmm. It was so much more organic. It was so, it unfolded so beautifully. It was just exactly what I always had wanted. And I was a more contained human being then. And so when you talk about hypnobirthing being this internal experience where you're basically like becoming the snake who eats its own head, it is the most powerful way you can really birth because there's the, no chaos and neurotic experience to it, right? Yeah, yeah. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, my, um, so I'll just tell you a little background of my two birth, my own personal birth experiences. My son, uh, my first son, I had broken my water and totally went into this like, just space of denial that it actually was happening because I was out for a friend's birthday party and we were out in a restaurant and I instantly went into this like very internal space 
and um, we went home and I was laying in the bed and nothing was really happening, but my husband decided to make bread because he just was like needed to keep himself occupied. And um, finally, you know, I said, okay, maybe we should just go get checked out. I had, I had planned on having a hospital birth and I ended up getting admitted and it was within five hours I was ready to start um, pushing in the birthing phase. And um, yeah, my labor was very quick. Um, the pushing part was as fat, as long as my labor, um, he was turned the wrong way. So it just took a really long time, but like the entire time I was just completely like oblivious to time or like who was in the room or what, but at the same time I was still able to like make decisions and, um, really connect with my um, husband. Um, and my second birth, I again broke my waters, um, released and within an hour I got to the hospital, um, and we got pulled into the parking lot and I started feeling lots of pressure. <laughs> and I look at my husband, I was like, I feel so much pressure right now. And he like pulls in with the, um, the uh, wheelchair and we pull up onto the third floor. And as we open the door, I literally pulled down my pants and delivered my second child onto my chest as I was wow. yelling out to the nurses the baby's coming. <laughs> and so it was kind of crazy. Cause like I looking back, I think that I had just removed all fear, all thought about what my birth experience was going to be. And so the days leading up to the birth of my second child, I just think my body was like doing all of the work on its own without me even being aware of what was happening. Yeah. And the night before um, Archer was born, I was starting to feel a little bit of anxiety of like, okay, when is he coming? And I sat down that night, I slathered like tons of lavender oil on my feet and I meditated and I had a conversation with him asking him when he was going to arrive. And at the end, I was kind of thinking, okay, maybe he's coming this weekend. I just, I don't know. I still didn't really get a clear answer, but um, it was within an hour basically things happened. And I think Archer was just like, okay, mom, you're ready. Like I'm ready to here I come. Um, and yeah, I think with hypnobirthing, um, you do so much work as far as listening to the recordings and learning about how the birth process works and how you can get your body into such a deep relaxed state that sort of the labor part happens, like, I think as soon as you choose hypnobirthing. You know, this is so cool. I mean, it's like, 
birth, that's why I love birth is because it's the creative process of art, everything of, in our whole world. And like people think mystical motherhood is like about giving birth. I'm like, no, it's about you not messing up you. It's about <laughs> you becoming the best woman you can be so that you can become a better mother and change this planet. It's really not just about birth. It's about all the process in between of becoming the highest woman on, on this planet. And I don't think anybody, everybody thinks of motherhood as like an Instagram experience (laughs) and it's not, it's like, if you want, you know, get through your bullshit and it's talking about taking it off subject, but back to this subject is I went through a two year process of like going through my father wound and just, you know, leaving my marriage and just really healing myself on a profound level. I've never healed myself. And in it, I couldn't see the patterns. I was unraveling them, experiencing them. And just this past three weeks, I wrote a book and it took me three weeks. And I now understand what those two years were for. And the whole book was, I was creating the book. So I was preparing for my birth for two years of the most profound book I may ever write. I don't know. I don't think it could even be any better. And I only took me a few weeks to write it. And I was just like, unbelievable. I I, I had to prepare for the birth of that book for that long. Mm -hmm. And then the, 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 the book is so easy. The book flowed through me like, like I walked into the third floor and birthed it. And, and, and it's like, it's the preparation that matters and it's the, the clearing of yourself that matters. And then the letting go of the fear around what you're going to birth mm-hmm. and hypnobirthing is, is turning on in on yourself so that the work is done in the silence. Yes. It's not done in the activity. It's done within the being with yourself around that. It's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's pretty amazing work. <laughs> so when you are like, I, as a labor and delivery nurse, I think I said this, I want to reiterate for anyone. I did the Bradley method and I had a natural birth because I think 90% of the people that do the Bradley method have a natural birth. And the reason for that, I think is because it has so much work to it. And so when people, like I was doing a healing this morning with somebody before speaking with you. And she was like, I've already healed the little girl within me. I was like, how many times? And she's like, well, this one time I went back and I gave her a rose and I was like, Oh girl, like your little girl's like really hurt. (laughs) And And I was like, all of our little girls, I'm like, think about all the love that little girl didn't get like her whole life. And I'm like, you have to go back now and mother that little girl all the time all the way from the womb up. And I was like, you can't just go back in your psych one time and give her a rose. I mean, that's bullshit, right? I'm like, we want a bouquet. And so I think with like preparing for a birth, it takes every, it's like creating your consciousness. It's not, meditation is not a one-time thing. It's like, I'm going to do this all day long. This transformation of myself, which is through hypnobirthing is going to be done all the time. I mean, how much do, do you tell your clients to do this? I mean, as much as possible. Um, most women who um, take the classes either start um, sort of in the middle of their second trimester or even like early third trimester. But um, there's a recording that's sort of the backbone of the program, really. It's the rainbow relaxation. And, um, you know, I encourage women to listen to it at least one time a day, um, if not several times a day at all different times, because you never know what time or when you're going to go into labor. Um, And that really just helps 
basically train your body and mind to get into that deep state of relaxation. So the moment your body starts the birthing process, your mind just tells it to just relax, just to settle down. Um, so really as, you know, just as much as they can. And, and this is, I was just, I mean, it's so interesting as I talk, I'm thinking of a birth of a book because as we're, anyone who's listening to this, you may be birthing something in your life and the birth of whatever that is, if it's a child and hypnobirthing is such a great example of like anything you're birthing, a new business, anything. And I, I was saying this in this podcast, it was like, some people are always like, well, did you write when you write your, when you're birthing your book, don't you write an, an outline? And I was like, how can I write an outline? I don't, how can I? And it's the same with women coming into the hospital and they have like a, a list of what their birth is going to be like. And it's like, well, how can you plan that? Yeah. You're, you're, you're being, it's a being experience. You cannot control it. I can't control the outline of my book. How can I write an outline of a book that has not created? Mm-hmm. And then, and then when the birth is so much easier, when we lose the control around how it will be created and then, so then my book is much better without an outline. And then I have to create it oh, the annoyingness of creating an outline afterwards of, you know, like, Oh my God, to organize the, the being. <laughs> and so as I'm, I'm only doing, cause this is what I'm birthing right now is like, as I'm writing this book, I'm in the being of it. And it's so easy. There's no logic to it. And it's almost like, like the alchemist too. I can compare hypnobirthing to alchemy because alchemists don't ever think with their mind. I mean, they have to be logical a little bit. Like, like it's not safe to cross the street right now because the light, the, the, the light is green and there's cars. There's safety to your life, right? But yeah. then the heart is a calling of, um, I, I need to go to this place. I can't give you a logical reason why. And I'm, I'm going to go do that. And that's like birth, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> So when you're telling these women to listen to this tape and they're prepping for their birth, can, do you ever tell them, you know, like when mystical motherhood, I'm always talking about talking to your baby and programming the baby. Like how can they do that simultaneously? Um, how can they create even like if there's consciousness, how can we amplify that consciousness? Yeah. Um, there's a whole teaching that I do around basically bonding with your baby while um, in utero. And I mean, there's so many like simple things that mothers and, um, partners can do to bond with baby, just, um, singing to them and, you know, touching your stomach and, um, basically just spending time with your, your baby before it's born, really trying to connect, um, and doing the relax, relaxation exercises you're just sort of naturally doing that because you're taking time aside from your busy day to just relax and just to connect with that being inside awesome Mm -hmm. and so when you prepared for your births how many times a day did you do this and did you do other meditations too or did you just do this so um i have a just daily well I try to do a daily grounding practice that I do um just you know grounding my own energy into the earth and um bringing up mother earth energy and bringing in my own essence and energy and so that is a practice I would always do before the relaxation um to just sort of ground myself and then I would 
basically do it for my baby. Um, and as far as listening to the relaxation um, recordings, I would at least do it once a day. Um, usually I would try to do it during the daytime. And then in the evening, I would, we, my partner, my husband and I would listen to it basically before bed. Um, so I found it helpful for him to also listening to listen to the recording and just sort of um, relax his own nervous system and get a better understanding of what it was that I was trying to accomplish um, for the birth. And so when women are preparing with their husbands, how can the men help them through hypnobirthing? Like how can men, what do you think? I mean, it's kind of on the woman, but like what men are just should be like a tree, right? I don't like, I don't know what, what else they become like wood, not to be punning. <laughs> like a little heart, you know, they become strong. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, what, my, my husband was like, it was chaotic, you know, he's like, holy shit. Right. What was yours like? So my husband, who's usually has a lot to say, um, was speechless. Um, but I have to say that the take doing hypnobirthing and sort of him going through all the classes with me, um, you know, first of all, let me back up. I think him knowing that I was, that I am a labor and delivery nurse and had all these years of experience, there was definitely part of him was that was just kind of like, okay, you got this. Like, you know exactly what you're doing. Um, you, you got this. And I think with him taking the course, it was helpful in just him knowing, I think words of encouragement, what to say, like how to offer different touch and massage. Um, I think even just him getting comfortable with different birthing positions and sort of having a knowledge of what I, what birth was maybe going to look like. Granted, we never know what birth is going to look like. Um, but I, yeah, I think just him getting an overall comfort with how to support me, offering me water, um, snacks, whatever it was. I mean, it's all very like simple things, but I think just him going through that preparation um, period allowed him to have the tools for when it actually started happening of like how, yeah, how to support me. Um, and then with my second delivery, he was way calmer than I ever thought he would be given the circumstances that I seriously almost delivered in the car. Um, and I mean, he actually was able to take the phone out and take photos like, right after Archer had been born. And I think without sort of that just knowledge that he would have just totally like freaked out, <laughs> mm -hmm. which I think most partners probably would in that circumstance, but he was like extremely calm. So I think there is just a lot of preparation and just, and it goes for the women too, just the knowledge of like, you know, you can do this, like this is just, the comf getting comfortable with what is going to happen um, is just so important for the experience. 
And as a labor and delivery nurse, like what is the worst way a woman can come into the hospital? Like, is it the control stuff, the long list? Like, what have you seen that's like, no, 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 no. Yeah, I mean, I think, yeah, the woman with the phone book birth plan that is just like, this is exactly what we need, you know, needs to happen and just no flexibility whatsoever. Um, Usually those women, as you've probably experienced too, end up in the operating room. Um, And it's almost just like, they're just so rigid and just, you know, they've already maybe gone like way past their due date, or maybe there's like something other medical issues that are happening with them. And it's almost like they're just blind to the reality of like, okay, at this point, you really like, you just really need to be flexible with what's happening. Um, I feel like those women, you know, like I said, often end up in the operating room. Um, and then I think women that are just kind of like, oh, like I really want a natural childbirth and haven't done any preparation. Um, I think those women also can have a really hard time because they haven't done any of the work beforehand. And so, um, it's like the second they start feeling anything or, um, that they're not prepared. And so um, those women often just, you know, really get very tense and realize like, oh, I, you know, maybe I do need the drugs. Maybe I do need the epidural. And like all of that stuff is totally fine. I think that those women though often are disappointed in the end, like because they just haven't actually prepared for anything. And so, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, big births, big things in your life take a lot of preparation. Mm-hmm. And I'm even recognizing, like, I'm going to talk about this book because it's in front of me right now. I'm look, staring at it. But it's like the prep for the book was my whole life. And I could, you can't birth, like, and it's like even with these high caliber children, is like we can't just expect it to be easy. And we can't just say like one healing is going to heal us or one time is going to make things better in our life. Or like, like sometimes people come to me for a session and I was like, I'm not going to be able to heal you this one session. You know, I'm going to give you the tools that you can then go and work daily on like what you're doing to heal yourself and hypnobirthing. It, it, it feels like from what the way you're describing it is taking the time to, to really work on yourself and meditate in that meditative space, which will change your life forever. And, and those types of things don't happen overnight. Mm-hmm. And so back to what Ina Gaskin says is like women birth the same way they live. Mm-hmm. And so if you're, you know, the type of person you think you don't have, you don't want to put a lot of work in, don't, you'll get, an, you'll get what you put in. Right. Right. But that's the illusion and delusion of our reality is like, people are like, no, it won't, it won't happen to me. Right. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, wait, 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 okay. <laughs> You know, anyway. (laughs) Yeah. And I have to say what I love about hypnobirthing is, um, you know, most women that choose hypnobirthing are desiring a natural childbirth. Um, But in the end, I think it is so useful, really, no matter how, which direction women's birth goes in. Um, I had a client um, recently who you know, at 36 weeks, her uh, membranes 
um, broke and she went into the hospital and realized that their baby, her baby was breech and she had to have a C-section. And she said the whole time, like she was okay with everything. She felt super empowered. She felt super relaxed during the procedure. And I think one major thing and such an important thing that hypnobirthing teaches women is just how to be empowered in their experience and how to feel good about what's happening. Um, there's a lot of teaching of like how to ask the right questions, how to make really good sound decisions on the information that you are being given um, and really how, how to listen to yourself. And so um, I had another client who um, it was her first baby and ended up having a really long labor um, you know, several days and like finally went into the hospital and she, it was just, it was days worth. And by the time she got to the hospital, she was just really exhausted and um, decided to, you know, choose an epidural and felt really good about her decision. Um, and also in the end needed a C-section. She had just a really big, large baby had pushed for a while and just wasn't happening that way. And the entire time she just felt so empowered in her decisions and her husband felt the same way. And I just think that's so important. You know, I feel like often providers, um, and I've been guilty of it, say, you know, like, oh, the goal is a healthy baby, which I completely believe that, yes, like, Everyone wants a healthy baby. But I think another piece of it is for the woman to feel that they have made, have done what they can and have made a really empowered choice in their birth experience. And no matter which direction it goes, that they just feel empowered and feel calm and, um, yeah, just to, that, that is what needed to happen. You know, I love that you brought up that that sentence. And words are so powerful because they create our reality. Once we realize how powerful we are, we create our reality, right? And so there's a saying in the hospital, like, all we want is a healthy baby. It could be the slogan for every hospital. <laughs> and it is, I didn't know what ignorance was. Like, I know the Buddhists had talked about ignorance. And like, I was like, I had heard the concept of ignorance and I was like, mm -hmm, I don't know what that is, right? Until my world was ripped open. I was like, oh shit, I'm ignorant to everything. And I almost feel that that slogan of like, all I want is a healthy baby is our ignorance. And the way that we just like kind of put aside all these, we, it's like, let's take the power away from the feminine in so many different ways and just say, let's just pray that you have a healthy baby. And, and it's like... <laughs> That is, it's such a, I bet a man came up with it too, yeah. you know, and it wasn't even us who came up with it. And it's like, no, no, there's a lot more things to it. You know, there's a lot of steps to a healthy baby. It's a healthy mom. It's how was I taken care of? Do I love myself? Does the, does my husband loves me? Am I being, you know, do, mostly do I love myself enough to do the work and, and to know what a healthy baby means? And like, but for me, I have found through my own experience of creating these books, Mystical Mother and Fertile, is like a healthy baby is, is not just the birth of the baby. We're missing everything about it. So that's a really good thing to bring up. I mean, I could go, we could have a, that could be like an angry podcast, an anger. 
Uh, how it's much yeah, angry anymore, so I just make <laughs> jokes about it. But and that's not ignoring it. Uh, there's no, I'm no, not angry because it's not going to get me anywhere. Right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, there's so much more to it than that, and I'm so glad you're doing this. So when you work with women, tell us like how you do it. Do they call you, or you just keep them on track, and you make a little like thing like check it off every day. Like you have to do this or I'm a Nazi. I'm like, you do your effing things. If you don't do your 33 minutes of meditation, you can't work with me. But like, <laughs> are you like that? Um, <laughs> no, I mean, I think that I feel like I can, I give women the tools. I, you know, encourage them to, you know, do the exercises every day. Um, the class series itself is a five week Um, series. The classes are about two and a half hours once a week. Um, And so every week, you know, there's a a new bunch of topics or things that we go through. There's a lot of hypnosis in the sessions. Um, And then through the week, I try to check in with them at least once a week um, to just kind of see how everything's going, remind them of what they should be doing. Um, And then once the series is finished, um, I always try to encourage um, my clients, you know, to reach out if there's anything that comes up. Um, We do a big, a pretty big fear release exercise, um, which basically is about releasing any fears or concerns that you have around birth um, and then also around parenting. Um, And so I always encourage my clients um, you know, in the weeks leading up to the birth, if there's anything that more stuff that comes up to please reach out and that, um, you know, that we can do those fear release exercises again. Um, Yeah. So as far as my offering is mainly the classes, um, but I do try to encourage my clients to sort of stay in touch and to, um, yeah, to reach out if, other things come up because they do. <laughs> yeah, you should. I mean, this is a side note, but you should do it as a doula too, like the postpartum doulas. I think they're more important than the birth doulas. Mm-hmm. Like, I think you should do this. I'm just seeing it like a bit more of a business where you do like, I mean, the thing that changed me is using the Ayurvedic recipes after postpartum. I was mm-hmm. in such a deep depression in my first birth. Not, I was ignorant of the fact that I was, but I, the second birth, I did the the Ayurvedic food and I can't tell you how much more peaceful and Mm -hmm. tranquil and calm I was because the anxiety within me was being healed through the food, I think. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm not an expert in that field, but I always want to bring people on the podcast that are because like I had to find somebody in the Bay Area actually that would cook for me and I had to give her the recipes. There's nobody. And I had to, I think in LA, it's like way cool because it's, LA is like the Mecca of like wannabe yoga, yogis or whatever. (laughs) Like my sister always makes fun of it. She's like, she's like, are you going home to Mecca? I'm like, yeah, I'm going to LA. (laughs) (laughs) But in the Bay Area, and I, I don't know about New York yet because I haven't been pregnant here, but in the Bay Area, there's not, um, that's a good thing. I haven't been pregnant here, but (laughs) right. (laughs) (laughs) but like in the Bay area, there's not enough like postpartum doulas that really have this like really, really interesting. You think the Bay area is very, very spiritual, but I had a hard time getting finding people that got past, you know, the basics. 
Yeah. And so it would be a really cool business idea for you to go like beyond the, it could even be called beyond the basics of birth, beyond the basics of birth. Oh, I like that. I'm going to write that one. Yeah, write that down. That's not from me. Beyond the basics of birth, where you're like, you're doing like the hypnobirthing, but then how do you extend hypnobirthing past that moment in time to like, how do you, I mean, that's a whole program in itself that you should birth is like, what about postpartum hypnobirthing? Because the, for me, okay, fine. The birth comes. And I remember my mother-in-law saying, stop prepping for your birth, prep, prep to become a mom. I was like, I don't know how to do that. Like, at that point, I had never mothered myself until I wrote Mystical Motherhood. And then I mothered myself through writing Mystical Motherhood. And it's like, I think that it'd be really cool for women to be prepped for the postpartum life that one year. Like, did you write down that name? That was cool. Yeah, beyond the basics of birth. <laughs> beyond the basics of birth. And it's like you're creating your own things for hypnobirthing when you know when you're breastfeeding and all that kind of stuff. That's so needed. Yeah. That's so needed. Yeah, I know there are a few resources for hypnobirthing with, I mean, sorry, I guess hypno breastfeeding. Um, there are some resources out there, but I don't really know of anyone that's like really put it all together. This is a million dollar idea. Yeah. I'm serious. Cause there's nobody doing it. Yeah. And like, that's when women, I mean, if you're listening and you're like pregnant, like don't prep, I mean, prep for the birth. Right. But like, be like, holy crap, the baby's here. And that, and that's like why you have to, pre- that's the preparation. That's why hypnobirthing is so great. Or even prepping anything, working on yourself through pregnancy. And that's why I, you know, mystical motherhood is so important is because I believe it's when women awaken mm-hmm. and it's the most powerful awakening period of a life to catch a woman in that period and could change a generation. Otherwise, otherwise, how are we going to ever change? And so like teaching them that that postpartum period, right. You know, right when the baby's out and how to create that safety, that's a, I, I wish I would, I didn't, I didn't have the consciousness at that point to know, to listen to anything. I didn't know what to listen to. I didn't have anybody to tell me to breathe. <laughs> I'm just holding my breath, holding my breath for two years. <laughs> and I was in panic. <laughs> right? <laughs> I mean, that's how so many people live their lives. Right. Yeah. So it's like, how do we get out of that space and breathe and relax and yeah, learn about ourselves? Yeah. So important. Okay. So how can people find you? Um, they can find me on my website. Um, it's katherinemariebirth.com. Um, I also have a Facebook and Instagram. It's the same at Catherine Marie uh, Birth. Okay. And so can anybody work with you from anywhere around the world and anywhere at all? Like you can do this online and via Zoom, correct? Yeah. Yeah. With um, Because of COVID, um, my platform has been moved to um, virtual. Um, normally, it would be in a classroom environment, but um, right now everything's virtual. Awesome. Yeah. Good for you. I'm so happy for you. Thanks. And it was yeah. so great to have you on. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Chelsea.